0: Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hi, my name is Milan, and welcome to another episode of Sabbath School U. Today, we are going to talk about redemption in the 13th lesson. And here to help with that conversation, we have Gina, David, and Phil. So, hey, Gina, do you mind praying for us as we kick off our conversation? Sure, Milan, I'll pray in Spanish.
1: Querido um, Padre Celestial, gracias por estar aquí con nosotros, estar enfrente de tu presencia. Gracias por darnos la oportunidad de estudiar de tu palabra. Gracias por las promesas que nos has dado y que podamos tener una buena conversación. Te queremos, y we can't wait to see you. In Jesus' name, Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. I understood the very end of that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I was about <laughs> to say it. Yeah, I understood that last sentence. <laughs> All right, so redemption. This deals with the great controversy. So for those who may be unfamiliar, our viewers watching, what does the great controversy mean, and what are we talking about here?
2: I think of it as the battle between good and evil, and it's just kind of a way that a term that's been used to refer to basically that, the very beginning with sin entering the world to... Um, and, and I'll even say earlier than that, like before sin entered this world to sin entering the heart of Satan and, um, creating a war environment in heaven and drawing lines and, um, then taking that war to earth to involving humans to, um, then Jesus, maybe I'm telling too much, but then to (laughs) to Jesus... You know, coming and saving humanity that was lost and then eventually redeeming humanity to the original order.
1: I see it like a almost like a historical story. So like it's telling a story, but it's sharing the history and, and the the information that you kinda need to know from the from the past to the present and how you can kinda go from there with that information. Mm-hmm.
2: That's interesting. You see it as historical, which I believe it is. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, when I picture it, I picture like this amazing action movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like
2: like, I feel like this would be better than anything else that anyone has ever made.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I often wonder. You know, this is one of those things that um, when I get to heaven, God and I have to have like a long talk about, like you know, why did you create Lucifer? if you knew this would happen. And I know it goes like to his love and giving us the freedom of choice. But I'm like, but if you knew, you know, to me that's like the root of evil, you know, like that him and then him like usurping his authority in heaven. I don't know, what do you guys think about that?
3: I think I think it's, it's one of those things where it's, if you had grown up in a certain environment, knowing one thing your whole life and never being introduced to something else, you would never know that what you lived in was the truth or not if if I'm making any sense so if if we grew up in a perfect world where there was no existence of evil whatsoever, mm. how would we know there was no evil in that world if we were never introduced to evil so I think you know it was it was a good uh, it was a good thing for him to allow it to happen so that uh, we we had that kind of you know freedom to 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 see what we want to do
1: and and you mentioned he wanted to give us the freedom of choice. What choice would we have if there was only one option? Hmm. So there had to have been that second option. Yeah. Um, and then from that stems the whole, okay, well now you have the, here are the facts and you choose, you go from there and you have the free will to make your own decisions.
2: Well, I may even be wrong, but I think if Satan wasn't there, like say this Lucifer person was never created, never sinned and all that stuff. I feel like someone else along the line would come and have the same results, the same actions, where you have, kind of like David was saying, this perfect world where that's all that they know, and then someone would come along and think, huh, I wonder if this is really what it's supposed to be, or you know, this is what I've been told, but this isn't what I want. I feel like, and and granted, it's just speculation, (laughs) but I feel like if it wasn't Lucifer, Maybe millions, billions, five years later, whatever the case, someone else would have come along and challenged the authority.
3: I think I might agree with that, too, mm. because Lucifer brought people with him. You know, he, yeah. he brought a, what like a, a, third a third of the angels with him. And we're talking about billions and billions of angels. So, you know, it, it could be very well possible. The
0: that. doubt was there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm hmm.
1: I think I think the doubt is always there. And I actually was thinking what Phil mentioned um, a little bit ago that it but it's almost to say that like it was inevitable that this was going to happen. And so just allowing it to happen for the first time and then going from there. Yes. But then that kind of it makes me think, well, what about in the future, like when you get to heaven? What are the chances that this is like a cycle and it'll happen all over again? You know?
2: See, I don't think it will. And this is why, and and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but in a sense <laughs> go for it. I, in a sense, I feel like and and I feel bad because so much <laughs> just say it. so much bad has happened. So much bad has happened, but in a sense, I feel like this is a very good thing because I feel like this is now something that is an example of what happens when you go against God's kingdom and you go against the the laws and the life and everything that God set up and this is what happens and there's it almost makes me think you know there's there's God's way which is perfect and everybody's happy and lives on and then there's everybody else's way that's different and it starts out small with you thinking, all right, I'm, I'm gonna be as good as God. Everyone should worship me, which is a big deal. But it starts out with that and then it just builds more and more with, you know, you've got, people, you've got Adam and Eve who doubted and, and did what God told them not to do. And then you've got their children who are, one's murdering the other. And then you have, you know, adultery and you have murder and you have wars and you have all these things. And I feel like, like in a sense it's a good thing and it's gonna be an example to everybody else of, you know, like, hey, do you really wanna go down this path again? And I don't I don't think anyone that that survives this would wanna go down that path again.
3: And I kinda of agree with the the point that Gina was making before where it was like a, a history lesson almost. What you're saying is kind of like, are we going to learn from history, you know, so here while we're living now, you know, we, we 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 constantly share the phrase like, you know Oh, if you don't learn history, uh, you're doomed to, to to repeat it again mm-hmm. But in this case in the Bible, we know what's going to happen in the future Like it's told that Jesus is going to return mm-hmm. and he says that he will change everything It's going to be a new world completely. So I think it's it's uh us learning our history and having that faith and knowing that it's not gonna happen again. It's never ever to return.
2: And I think you're right and I think in this world, life is cyclical and and history is cyclical. With that though, I don't think it is.
3: Right, exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So, in dealing with redemption in this context, you know, is when Jesus comes back, God comes back and saves um, those who believe in him and saving them from sin ultimately. But what is the uh, reward? Well, when it comes to redemption, are we is the emphasis on the reward, like making it to heaven, or is it on the relationship that you have, you know, with God and with Jesus? Like, what's the where do you lie um, between those two, or is it combined for you? What do you guys think about that idea?
2: I think that's a
3: huge question. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna probably need a few more episodes to, <laughs> to talk about that. I mean for me personally one of the things that i think about um i'm i'm really on the on the fence about that i really don't know because the the first thing that comes to mind is when uh jesus is crucified and the uh the criminals are 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 at his side and um one of them repents and he says like you you are lord and jesus tells him surely you will join me in paradise Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know he lived a life of crime basically that's why he was being crucified and yet he was told straight from Jesus that he was going to be with them um, you know no relationship prior to that so it, it was just at that moment you know he was rewarded no relationship so uh, for me personally I I, I really don't know uh, the, the emphasis is just very complicated I think I think it's just both right. to be honest
2: see to me I think I feel like I do know and and I think back to about 10 years ago. I was walking on the beach, and there was a group from this church there that, you know, they had a boombox and they had a microphone, and they were they, they did that typical line as I was walking by, and it was, you know, if you were to die to, today, do you do you know where your soul would go? And I remember one person walking by, and they're like, to heaven, and so everybody <laughs> cheered, and and it made me think like, is is Jesus just a ticket to heaven? Or is Jesus more than that? And I don't like the idea that Jesus is just a ticket to heaven. And it makes me think of, you know, when Jesus is talking to people that are in heaven, you know, like like he, he gives the example of like, you visited me when I was in prison. You fed me when I was hungry or all these things. He doesn't say... I asked you if you wanted to be in heaven, and you said yes.
0: <laughs> so,
2: and I feel like if you were to ask anybody, like, hey, would you like to be in heaven? They're going to say yes, of course. Like, it's so much better than here. Right. Right. But I feel like there's, and what we talked about, I think, a couple of weeks ago, like, there's a little bit that you have to give as well. And I feel like if, if it's just getting to heaven, people aren't going to necessarily give. What God wants us to give is that relationship, and that's, that's kind of the price. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah, and, and it, you saying that, it actually reminds me of a, a, a saying or, or a quote that I saw earlier in the week. It was something along the lines of, you know, if you're a believer and there is no God, then you wasted a life. But if you're a non-believer and there is a God, then you wasted eternity. Yeah,
0: yeah. Huh. You
3: know, that's gone forever. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's true. That, that reminded me of that.
0: And I think like the emphasis or maybe the um, the preference, if that's even the right word, um, personally may depend on where you are in life. Because um, I remember when I was in high school in a Bible class, I realized that I wanted to go to heaven just because I was scared of hell. And I was scared mm-hmm. of, you know, like, you know, being outcast from God. It wasn't the relationship. It was like, yeah, I got to get to heaven. So I don't die eternally you know but it wasn't like you know the relationship and now how I see it is the relationship the more you get to know God the more I get to know God and spend time of the word that enhances the desire or the longing for the reward so it's almost like they're like this for me now I'm not saying that how I was in high school was right but just mm-hmm. like just analyzing, you know, just doing some introspection. um, Like, wow, yeah, I was just really scared. Like the reward was just like, oh yeah, please, please, please give me that (laughs) over the other thing, please.
1: (laughs) So, and then another point that I think of, and I don't know how well I'm gonna be able to say this. um, So we all say, okay, heaven is the ultimate reward. Okay, well, we're not going to heaven this very moment. Uh, or, or maybe like this week, you know, in any given amount of time. But we are still here. We are on our we are we are on Earth, and we're supposed to be here for whoever knows how long we have longer to stay. So my point is, okay, sure, like you said, who wants tickets to heaven? Okay, so I got my ticket to heaven. Now what? What am I doing here with all the bad stuff that's going on? You know, loneliness or depression or you know all of those bad things that come and encircle us and engulf us while we're on this earth waiting for heaven, God, I feel, also has a big role to play in that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you know, we can say, okay, well, we want heaven, and then we'll just sit here and wait. (laughs) But what about all the other bad stuff that's happening around us that we need to deal with now? And so I feel like that is like a two-part thing. So, yeah, we'll get to heaven, but in the meantime, there's also this. There's also the relationship that we're getting That is going to take us there.
2: And that to me is really powerful. And it makes me think, you know, yes, we want to get to heaven, and that's awesome. But if we don't have that relationship, then we're missing out on the relationship that we can have now. And it made me think of, you know, I've got a friend that's involved in one of these get rich quick schemes. (laughs) And I told him, I know, (laughs) know, he actually is. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, but it made me think and, and my response to him was, you know, right now I spend my time doing something that I enjoy. And, you know, if I make money off of it, then that's great, but no matter what, I'm enjoying the whole process. And if I were to sign up for his thing and I got to the end of it and didn't get rich, like, like they, they explain happens to everybody, <laughs> then I would hate the process and, and it would yeah. be worthless to me. And I'd, I'd look back and wish that I hadn't wasted all my time doing something that I didn't enjoy and not reaching a goal that I had hoped to reach. And I feel like that's the same. Like, we've got this opportunity to reach heaven, but if our whole purpose is to reach there and we have no interest other than just being there, then we're missing out on the relationship that we can have right now by developing that relationship. And, you know, anyone that's spent a good amount of time with the Lord can say that it's a great relationship. And I, I feel like that's that's another benefit to not just having the, the end goal, but to having the whole process.
1: So do you think that the thief on the cross missed out?
2: I think, I think he missed out in the sense that you know, he spent his life as a thief. But I don't think, well, I guess the question is, what are you saying that he missed out on? Like the whole the process? The relationship, right. I think yes. And that is a very good
1: question. <laughs> I thought I had to answer yeah, right away. I, don't know if I the, the, the camera answer. was on me. That's I was like, whoa. <laughs> take a minute. Take a minute. <laughs> no, I,
2: I would say he missed out. But I, I would also say that he never had the knowledge beforehand. Hmm. And it was there that he interacted with Christ and saw something that he never got to see before. And I believe that, that the reason that, like Jesus says, like, you're going to be in heaven with me. And I feel like the reason is not because of his life beforehand, but if he wasn't on that cross, and if he had met Jesus in other circumstances, I feel like he would develop that relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I think that
0: something f- you mentioned earlier, Gina, triggered a thought. Um, I remember hearing a while ago, you know, if you do, and not saying this is a thief on the cross, but say you do make it to heaven, but you don't have that relationship, heaven will be miserable in a mm-hmm. sense because, you know, we're spending eternity praising God praising Jesus. And if you don't really know I mean, I I'm sure there's there'll be lots of time obviously to get to know Jesus, like for the thief on the cross, but if you don't have that love for him and you don't have the longing to get to know him, it's like you're just up there like, Okay, just this show. is nice. <laughs> but let's pivot to um,
2: Pivot, good good transition.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's basketball in my mind. Um, to what else happens like after the Lord returns? You know, it's great um, to think yes we're going to be caught up and we're going to go to heaven, but there's more that will happen um, after that after the second coming. Um, for example, there's going to be judgment, um, and there's a role that believers play. And this I hadn't noticed, and I probably have read through um, chapter twenty of Revelation a few times, but I hadn't realized that. Um, the people who make it to heaven, play a role. Will somebody um, read Revelation 20, verses 4?
1: I can read it. It says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshiped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years.
0: What do you guys think about that?
2: You know, to be honest, I, uh, in reading the lesson and reading the the verses, this, this really surprised me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I don't have an answer. Unlike, unlike the question that Gina asked, I don't have an answer. <laughs> um, but, But to me, I thought of this and I thought, you know, I don't know if when we get to there, if we're going to care about all the things that we care about on earth. Hmm. And obviously, like it shows that that believers will be part of the judgment. But I don't understand that because in looking at it, like the guy that cuts me off on the road, like he makes me mad and (laughs) I I want judgment on him in that (laughs) moment. Or anything else, like anyone that hurts me or my family or friends or whatever, like I want them to pay. But in heaven, I think, you know, like I don't know that I'm gonna care as much. It'll seem a lot more trivial. Right, absolutely, and I think trivial is the the exact word. Mm -hmm. It'll seem trivial and I'll think, you know what, like I don't deserve to be here, and so I've got grace, so I want them to have grace too.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think, you know, a phrase that comes to mind is only God can judge me and you know, and I'm not sure if that's more of just like a cultural saying or like where exactly is rooted in the Bible, but you know, just I came I brought that to this text and so when I read it I'm like, Whoa, so you could probably maybe be able to judge me. You know, it's it just like gave me a different look into um I want to say the schedule of events in heaven, but definitely it's not a schedule of events, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I just, it just completely caught me off guard.
3: Yeah, I think when, every time when I think of judgment, I just think about, um, you know, w- what's going to happen. You know, you have yeah. two, two outcomes, you know, and it's, it's also not just what's going to happen, but how it will happen. So, for example, you know, we, we believe that God is a very just Very merciful God. He is full of grace. However, if He makes the judgment for the least desirable place, I don't think that we will be um, screaming, you know, in absolute pain and sadness saying, No, please, you know, I want to... Because of the fact that He's so just, the way He'll put it and the way he say everything... We'll just agree with him. We'll yeah, understand.
0: we'll be like, yeah, no, so we'll yeah, understand. got point. Yeah. 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 it's crazy. No for, argument here. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> for me, it's, it's crazy to think, yeah. like, you want to defend yourself. You want to say, no, 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 please. But when he says, you did this and this, oh,
0: <laughs> you're right.
3: OK. And you just go for it. Like, for me, that, that, that just, uh, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that God can, can break it down in such a way that we can understand whichever judgment he has for anybody.
2: I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and, and I was just thinking and and kind of trying to figure this out. I was thinking, you know, maybe the whole judgment and, and believers being involved in the judgment process isn't for the sake of the believer, but maybe of the person that created or committed the offense. Ah. And my thought is, you know, these people that, you know, I, I think of like maybe a, and there's nothing wrong with capitalism, but I think of a capitalist <laughs> that like tramples on the poor and just takes whatever money you can get and thinks that they're not doing anything wrong, that they're, you know, the strong people are the ones that survive, so they do this and they, they enjoy their life. And I wonder if, you know, the role is that the person that they trampled over sits on that throne and they're the ones that get to, the, the offender sees that they were the ones that, that created the problem and the people that they thought were so, so weak and all that stuff. Jesus builds them up and says, you know what, these are the people that that really belong here. I wonder if that's the case. I'm not saying that's the answer because I don't know, but I wonder, you know, instead of taking the look of, like, getting retribution, I wonder if it's making it clear to that person, like, this is why you don't belong.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. I like that visual. I hadn't thought of it like that, Phil, of, um, you know, this committee almost of, Judges, it's not just God. It's like this committee is for the person being judged because you would feel I don't know for me if like one person is telling me No, you can't do this or you can't do that It will feel like oh like a one-on-one personal thing But if it's like a group of people who've kind of like experienced the same thing or you know can bring different perspectives It would feel like a little I don't want to say more balanced because what God like what you said What he'll deliver is just and fair, but it will feel like almost like a softer delivery if it's bad news. Like, oh, well, you've all said it, and okay. (laughs) Almost like that. Like the idea of a
2: softer, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not so much, it's not like a direct, you know, direct blow, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so, um, one. well, actually, we didn't get a chance to really go over the memory text for this lesson. Will somebody read, Revelation 21, verse four. I'll read it. Yes,
3: It says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away.
0: That is really hard for me to um, wrap my mind around it sounds great, and I'm really looking forward to that, honestly, but it's just like, life is so uh, embedded with pain and with sorrow and with fear, anxiety, like all the negative adjectives you can think, you know, it's like every day you're hit with that. And just to think, oh no, you won't experience that at all. It's like, what, how, you know? Because life is about balancing those things, like, how do you deal when the bad things happen, you know? So if you don't have, like, you're not doing that juggling act, you're like, well, what am I? So I'm just happy all the time? What does that yeah. feel like, For you me, know?
3: I feel like it's, it's a large weight lifted off of you because, you know, when you, f- when you first hear something negative, it, it just affects you in, in some way or another, emotionally, mentally. Um, but it's also one of those things where it's like when you read that, you start. You just start to think we've been so desensitized, you know, as as a population to negativity. You turn on the news, and you hear that there's been a robbery, or you've been. You hear there's been a murder. You know, you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess this happened again, you know, somewhere, and then you just change the channel. Mm-hmm. But you know, imagine imagine how the first death was ever to occur on Earth. Like how how heavy and how hard that must have felt. Like now now let's picture it never happening ever again. Like no more news of murders no more news of you know kids you know injured in any kind of way like that to me is just amazing and it's like you know the perfect thing to 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 hope for
0: right and so and this will also like this is what life will be like in the new heaven and the new earth like how how do you guys imagine You know, what comes to mind when you think of the new heaven and the new earth? I know, like, we've never seen it, so it's hard for us to say, oh, it's going to look like this. But if you can just, like, take your mind and just, like, take everything that you read in Revelation, like, what do you think of?
2: You know, I'm going to, I'll be honest, I I don't quite grasp this. Mm -hmm. And I I can read what it says, I can understand what it means, but part of it sounds so bland, (laughs) (laughs) as horrible as that is. Like, it's the drama and the things of life that stand out. And all the only thing I can say is, like, God has something planned that's so much better than I can think of. But I don't understand what that is.
3: That yeah, right. makes sense, too. Because, I mean, yeah. God is too big for us to understand. So.
1: Even if he tried to explain it to us now, we probably wouldn't understand. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. not something we can grasp with our own minds.
3: I honestly
2: think of the relationship that I have with my dog, which I love my dog. Mm -hmm. And my dog has so much personality and and all that stuff. Herbie. Herbie. He's a little white dog.
0: (laughs) I have a little (laughs) white dog, too. (laughs) So you know what it's like. Yes, I do. Uh,
2: But I can relate with Herbie. um, And there's so much that I feel like he gets. He he gets when I, I have him go get his toy. He gets when I'm happy and I'm excited for him and to be around him and all that stuff. But there's stuff that he will never get, no matter how hard I try to tell him. And there's stuff in our world, you know, he's used to home, he's used to his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know work, he doesn't know all these other things that I've experienced. And I feel like it's, it's a little bit like that. Like Go God could tell us, but we're not gonna get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So what are your final thoughts on redemption? Real quick, like last words.
2: <laughs> I would say it's all about a relationship mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot I don't know.
3: Yeah. yeah, I would say it's just really complicated. You know, just, just like life in general. It's very complicated and it's uh, a matter of both. It, the important emphasis on those.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I want to we'll see how it's going to all play out. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for uh, joining us today on this discussion on redemption. We hope you were blessed and um, please feel free to continue uh, the studies of what will happen when Jesus comes and I don't know, Like it seems like we're all so excited, even though we don't know what to expect. We're so excited to see what will happen in that new heaven and that new earth. Hope, hope you were blessed. Take care.